hunting, fishing, and all things outdoors. It's not just a hobby, it's a lifestyle. Welcome to the Green Top Outdoors podcast with your host, Hunter Brooks. Hey everybody, today we are going fishing. Todd Sadler and I sit and talk with Cody Pike, a local Virginia boy from Powhatan, Virginia. In his rookie season this past year, he won his first ever professional fishing tournament and he's going to sit and talk and tell us all about it. Stay tuned. The Green Top Outdoors podcast is brought to you by the Mike Chenault Group, Hometown Realty. They are sportsmen and realtors. The only thing they love more than hunting and fishing is selling great pieces of land and homes. Dream homes on the river where you can fish right from your dock to land where you can adventure to your heart's content. Hometown Outdoors can help you find it. Let our friends at the Mike Chenault Group help you get the outdoor space you need. For homes or land in Central Virginia, visit hookupwithhometown.com. That's hookupwithhometown.com and click outdoors to learn more. All right. Welcome to the Green Top Outdoors podcast. We have a special guest today. We have Cody Pike. Cody, how are you doing, buddy? Good. Thank you for having me. Uh, Great to have you on, man. Uh, You've got a huge, huge pass with Green Top. And joining us today also is our hunting and fishing department manager, Todd Sadler. Hey, guys. Good to be here. Thanks for having me. Todd's, uh, Todd's known Cody a long time, too. So if anybody doesn't know Cody, Cody just had a pretty big weekend. Didn't you, Cody? Yeah, it was like something you work your whole life for. Yeah. So what, tell, tell us about it, man. Yeah, we won the Tackle House Pro Circuit on the St. Lawrence River. Um, just something that so many people have a dream to do, and, and so few actually get to do it. And I just, I'm super blessed to have had it happen this young in my fishing career. Well, you, um, it's your rookie season right is. now, currently, yeah. right? So how far into the rookie season are you? This was the last, I guess, regular season tournament. Now we just have a championship left. Okay. Um, so we have six tournaments, and this was the last one. I'm closing it out pretty well. I'd yeah, say. yeah. Started off weak and ended up strong. So that's yeah. Cool. Man, well, I mean, I know all of Virginia is proud of you, man. It's it's always good to see a local guy uh, succeeding in in a in something that is extremely difficult in being successful in, and that's and that's tournament bass fishing. I mean, it's 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 not easy, is it? No, not at all. I mean, it's like people do it, and there's very few that actually succeed and can make a good living doing it, but looking at it from the outside in like as a kid like i would look at it like that would be the absolute dream dream job and it absolutely is um but once you look at it on paper and you're there you're like man this isn't the good living that you think everybody's out there making so right like i said on stage like you don't do it for the money you do it just for the love of the sport and if you can make enough money to survive and get back and keep doing it then that's that's all you can ask for well it's the equivalent of it's it's like making it to the big leagues, man. Whether yeah. it's the the NFL or the or Major League Baseball, I mean, you made it to the big time, right? Yeah, like there's there's not any higher you could really go than that. That's I mean, that's awesome, man. I mean, not a lot of people. I mean, a lot of people can they can fish their ass off for a long time and do whatever they got to do to get to get to that point. But it is like like I said, it's extremely difficult. So let's talk about that uh, the path that led you uh, to where you're at today. Yeah, so. It all started like I, my grandfather had a pond behind his house, and every time every, I'd be with him every day of my life, and I would just beg him to let's just like let's just go fishing. We would go back the truck up to the pond and throw a bobber and a worm out there and catch bluegill or whatever would bite. So I always grew up fishing stuff like that, and then I started fishing some youth stuff like the TBF Federation youth stuff. About um, how old were you then? I think I was thirteen then okay. when I first started that. So that's when I told him I was like, man, this is fun. Like let's do it. So. We went and got a, not a fancy boat, but a boat you could go take out on lakes, Lake Anna, the James River, stuff like that. And 
once I got out of high school, actually when I came to work here at Green Top, like it was that the time was like the most awesome job because you're around fishing, you're talking about fishing, and you had an okay, pretty decent boss. Um, <laughs> that, that's what that's what I met Cody. Uh, and I, I've been here I guess 15 years when I moved over to the fishing department. I didn't didn't have you for too long. I, I didn't fire him, by the way. Right. There might have been a moment or two where I wanted to, but uh, man, if you don't know this guy, he's he's like a big lovable teddy bear. You, you can't be mad at Cody Pike. Uh, so that, that's where I met you. And uh, at the time, I, it was a little bit of a nightmare. You and Thomas were fishing a lot together, right? Yeah, we we're gone at the same time. Oh yeah, always gone. I'm I'm always trying to fill these holes in the schedule because we're where's oh, yeah. Cody. He's big fishing big, again. He's big fishing weekend. Again. And yeah. big weekend here at the store, and you got two of your best guys out fishing, having a oh, good yeah. time, right? Yeah, like we oh, had yeah. to work a weekend day, but we'd always find a way not to work a weekend from March to September. Oh, I, I, right. I remember. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> so, no, I just, like, moved up through the, the ranks. I mean, I obviously started at the U stuff, and then you could fish BFLs and make the Toyota, and then Toyota is how you qualify to the pro circuit. So I actually made it last year, and so this was my first year. Um, but it's just like a stepping stone. Like, you just have to qualify to get to the next level, and we got here, and we just – had the chance to make it and did everything we could do throw some money together and made it but and and, and, you know you you talk about making and you talk about that path and you just ran down it real quick you know what that path was but there are a lot of folks out there and you know that are great fishermen you know Mm -hmm. local people that are just incredible fishermen that know the rivers that know the lakes inside and out but there's there's more to it than just being able to have that talent level on the water And, and i think you'll agree with this and you might be able to speak to it some the amount of time that you have to dedicate to being on the water, not just on tournament days, but those other days, to be adaptable to different bodies of water and different tides and things like that, that's that that's that's the difference maker, right? Yeah, no, you have to like eat and sleep and breathe fishing. Like when you're not fishing when you're at home, like we have in between the last tournament and this one, we have a week time period and I'm going to Mississippi River. Well I've never been there. So in that week time period, I mean I'm at home and I'll watch every possible tournament that I can find that's been there for the last seven or eight nine it's like running tape it's like the nfl guys running tape you know look looking at all all the tapes all the practices you know the the scouting reports yeah like the st lawrence doing it all the st lawrence river they had an elite series tournament in the bass pro tour that was there in the last month so all that stuff is live so i sit down and watch live for four days of one tournament and six days the other tournaments that's 10 days of my time that i'm sitting there just watching these dudes fish just to try to figure out at the time like where the fish are at and what stage they're in and then it's like a guessing game you're trying to so figure out. are you also trying to pick up on what they're saying because i know i mean i know people don't really you know they keep things to themselves when it comes to where they catch big fish i mean are you i mean is there certain things that they're, that they're talking about that you're trying to key in on or what yeah, I'm just trying to figure out, like, which stage the fish are in. I mean, right. up north, they spawn real late. Smallmouth sure. spawn a lot later than here. So, in each of those tournaments, you could obviously figure out that they were still catching them spawning. So, for me, here I am. I'm here two or three, four weeks after that. I know they're going to be done spawning. However, you can pick up the areas that four or five of the guys did real good in. Now you know to go to this area and just back off of where they were spawning, and it's just like a guessing game. Like, where can you meet them where they would be at that time? So right. I just got lucky this time and just happened to meet them where they were. That's good. Where they were still coming to, because one of the guys, Keith Reese, I could see him fishing. He was fishing the same place he was fishing a month ago up there. Um, you were fishing deeper than him, though, right? Yeah, he was like 10 Just on his foot. outskirts, right? Yeah, so I'd, I was catching the ones that were leaving him. They were still coming to me. So okay. that's what you kind of want to catch them coming to you. Because if you got a long, a four-day tournament like that, and you're fishing where they are, then they're just leaving you day by day. But if you're fishing where they're supposed to be coming, then you have new fish coming in each day. 
Right. And I just want to throw something here real quick too. He says he just he got lucky on this one. Uh, man, flat ass caught him for four days. It's, it's not. Yeah, yeah I was sure, following. You got, you got lucky. I was watching the. I was watching everything. I was just, just keeping up with it. I'm like, man, he's uh, he's doing well, man. Yeah. Now I'm just a kid from Virginia that's like not a good smallmouth fisherman. I just happened to yeah. hit him on the head this week. <laughs> yeah, I think they laughed at you on stage when you said it too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You you can't catch smallmouth. Yeah, that's that's true though. <laughs> I hear you. I love catching them. It's the funnest thing in the world. Like if you ever, if anybody has a chance to go to St. Lawrence, I mean, there's more big smallmouth in that place than you could anywhere you could go really and then right next door you have lake ontario which lake ontario flows into the st lawrence river so if it's rough you go in the river if it's calm you can get out in lake ontario which is a great lake and i mean that's like the land of the giant you mean it's better than the james river a little bit <laughs> yeah <a> better <laughs> than a new <laughs> man if only i knew somebody that knew their way around up there well so you know tell us about i guess going into this uh you know you had about a i know you had some time to prep for it mm-hmm. um you know traveling down there getting down there what's your what, you know what was your mindset yes yeah, so, before right before day one so the main goal for this whole fish in the series is just to make the championship um it's like the super bowl of bass fishing i mean it's where you got the the top 50 in points for the year get together for this one big tournament and it, I mean, it's a big deal it's a big payout it's a, a great thing to have in your resume to make it um, so I was in 44th place coming into this one, and they 50 people get to fish it. So I had to stay in that top 50. So that was my goal. In practice, the river is 100 miles long that we could fish. So I had two days to break down 100 miles of river. So I was just trying to find an area that I could feel comfortable in, knowing in my mind that, of course, you know you want to win, but sometimes you just have to take it and say that that's not my goal this week. Um, so my goal was just to make that championship. And doing the math, I had to finish in the top 74 of the tournament. Um, come to find out, I need to be the top seventy-one. So, looking at all the weights from, like I said, the he, tournament. He covered that, by the way. He did. <laughs> <laughs> looking at the weight from the top, the tournaments that were there before, I needed like sixteen and a half pounds a day to accomplish my main goal. And I, once I found this one area that I thought I could do that, I mean, I was running eighty miles one way to get there. Um, and then I pulled up, and the first bite I had was a, a four and three quarter pound smallmouth. And I should have known at this point. Like some weeks, it's just when it's your week, it's your week. The very first fish I caught was that big smallmouth, four and three quarter. I hit spot lock on my trolling motor, and my braid got wrapped around my prop. Well, that fish stayed hooked up to when I could pull my trolling motor up, unwrap my line, and then wind him in. That just doesn't always happen. Right. <laughs> I didn't know. I had no idea that that caliber of fish were there. So there's where you got lucky. Yeah. Yeah, I got real lucky on that one. So, but I, I had no idea that caliber of fish were there, and I didn't know the area very well. I went in there and practiced and fished 15 places and caught a three-pounder off each place. No big ones. I just knew I could go catch 15 or 16 pounds there. Um, so the first day, my first limit weighed 18 and a half, which by far exceeded my expectation for it. Um I kind of got off track because I thought I was going to hit the table on that one. That's right. <laughs> so um, it gave me some time to relax because the second day I had 16 pounds was my first limit. So then I knew that I was in the championship. And now this is the area that I'm going to spend my time. I just went idling. And just it's the whole thing up there is rock, sand, and grass. If you could find the three together, then that's a good spot. But where I was fishing, it was just, just rock, small patches of rock. So once I found some rock out in that 40-foot of water range, I would fish it and that was my so i had 22 two the second day but i i had four or five three hours or four hours to 
kind of finish practice and find some more places so that just knowing I was in that championship having the pressure off of me now just to have a good tournament it really helped me to have some time to go find new things the second day changed up too right what didn't the weather get a little snotty on you guys up yeah we too? had every different weather condition you could think of and up north the wind is is nothing to play around with I mean it gets rough no from what I and I was trying to follow you and the last day I, I followed you all day it was, it was kind of funny um <laughs> I was in church and, and I had you live sitting there on, on my knee watching it and I'm getting you live from my wife and my, my mom uh you know I, I was I was training for my trip out west, and I'm walking around the track, and I've got you in my ear, and I'm listening to you on the whole tournament. It was funny; they cut you off a couple of times, you almost slipped. Uh, but from from what I understand, listen to listen to the, the the coverage. It seemed like day two and day four were similar weather days. Is that right? Um, I don't know, and I know it differed for a little bit. For, for I remember day four was freezing cold. Yeah, we had like every different weather condition. We had a different wind direction every day. The first day was warm i was wearing shorts and mm-hmm. sunny and no wind the second day was sunny and really windy the third day was i think it was raining yeah it did rain some day the fourth three. day we had rain that morning because mm-hmm. i remember i had to borrow a helmet from a buddy of mine because i wasn't driving an hour and a half again no. just getting peppered by rain that wasn't <laughs> happening so yeah we had every different weather condition and it, it made them set up different so the small mouth when it's typically dead slick and sunny they like to be shallower however the wind kept them out deep so i think everything just worked in my favor for them to stay out deep now they would move i was fishing a lot of flatter things like Mm -hmm. a flat point or something like that they would shuffle up and down on that point or on that flat of where they would be and i would just have to figure out each day but once i could go around and and get a good bite i would it would keep me into okay let me look at my map and find some more places that are in this depth or this far out on this point or something like that so where were you uh where were you catching most of them on it was just a berkeley maxent worm um i think every smallmouth flatworm yeah 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 i don't think there's any to be had yeah you right. can't get them they're anywhere. all on cody's boat <laughs> <laughs> no actually i was i was just on a green pumpkin one and i don't think the color matters i think it matters on a cloudy day or sunny day but that's only when you get specific like throwing right. some glitter or flake or something yeah. like a green pumpkins just whatever it's green pumpkin they like it whenever so i got one worm left your drop shot mm-hmm. yeah i had a half ounce eco pro weight on there drop shot now, it, it's cool and, and i think definitely correct me if i'm wrong here but the the kind of approach you were taking and where you guys are fishing up there i mean so you said you're fishing 40 foot of water right yep obviously you've got some incredible electronics uh, but a lot of times from what i understand you can you can sit up in the front of your boat and you can see these fish yeah your smallmouth you typically can like your forward facing sonar is always huge in these smallmouth tournaments but mm-hmm. in that river you have so much current like you can't see them they're always okay. just glued to the bottom but if you get somewhere like lake ontario or champlain you can actually see them on your Got forward it. facing sonar on your down down sonar and just drop on them and catch them because they're going to eat i mean they you gotta think about it they, their lakes are froze over for half the year so when, yeah. when they get sunshine and open water they're just going to eat yeah um but yeah there you couldn't they were key on finding the rock to fish and, and figuring out where it was at but not really seeing the fish Got it. So the guys fishing up shallower, they were they had a little bit of that advantage. I shouldn't say advantage because obviously you end up bringing home the hardware. But I guess some of the folks fishing shallower, they could it was a little more, a little more sight fishing. Or, yeah, no, that place is so clear. Like when you say shallow, you're talking ten, twelve, fifteen foot, and you mm-hmm. could easily see them on the bottom and in that depth. I mean, I went back out there the day after and fished shallow a little while, and you could just see them swimming around. Right on that's so cool so, so but, you I mean, don't think about here yeah some, some of those fish they like here it's different like when you go sight fishing when they're spawning 
you're thinking you got to be in less than four foot of water oh yeah um, well they're i think half of those fish they never see less than 20 foot of water like they come up to 20 and spawn and then go back out to 40 because um, <laughs> you see people do good in tournaments buddy of mine won a tournament up there a few years ago wayne i mean he was fishing outwards to 60 foot sometimes that's insane so but in that doesn't it make it more even more difficult i mean i'm sure there's veterans guys have been doing this a long time and you may have talked to them i mean just just having to fish so many different places all over the country i mean it it's it's difficult it makes it very difficult because you just you kind of don't know what you don't know i guess yeah no it really is like i feel like this year i got thrown into a pack of wolves because this is the first year that there's been a straight no information rule so years past these guys have been doing it for 10 15 or 20 years like they could call up their buddy like hey todd uh coming to the james river what do i need to buy where do i need to go stuff like that well now this year we had a no information rule so i was just like showing up off of videos i watched or articles i'd read fishing against three quarters of the field that have been here 10 times all right so that's that's also my mindset like if i could stay in there and stay afloat for two or three four years to come then i'll have visited all these places they go to and they'll visit the same places maybe not every year but every other year every two or three years so if i could stay in there for a few years and get comfortable with these places that would be that'd be huge and hopefully next time not taking a 75th place finish because that was my first time there and now i'm familiar with it i know what to expect and do better yeah so do you get like ultra excited on the boat when you catch a nice one i mean you get just go off i think you're supposed to but this tournament (laughs) i've never seen you get super excited before man that's why i ask yeah i I want to see that (laughs) i think you're supposed to but this tournament was different like i blasted off the last day with a seven pound deficit over first place i mean he he had that tournament won everybody thought we oh, thought it was bad it was so I, I i literally listened or watched every minute of coverage that day and it was so wild listening to other guys and you all day long you were fishing for second you, yeah. you were fishing for a second first was he had a seven pound whatever ounce lead that was he was out of touch right yeah like I thought we had two tournaments going on, how bad Joey could beat us and who could finish second. I just wanted to win that one tournament and finish second. Um, But then I saw Joey. I seen him each day when I was getting gas. So he was fishing kind of around me, but different different area, never fished beside each other. But every day when I went to get gas, I would see him. And when I saw him on day four at like 1030 or 11 o'clock or so, he was still there. And I was scratching my head like, man, why is this guy still here? Like, certainly he's got 17 or 18 pounds. He needs to be going back to weigh in because all he's got to do is show up and he wins pretty much. Right. And then I got back in and it was like, holy crap. This, I mean, I actually have a chance now. So that was... It was, it, it was, I don't know how much you listened to the end of it, but it was, it was so funny. Like all the comments that he would say and, and the, the coverage team is sitting there like, if only he knew how close he is. If, if only he knew, like he, he is the unofficial leader right now and he has no idea. And I'm sitting there, I'm walking my laps on the track with a pack on my back. Like, yeah, Cody. It was just, it was just, it was, it was so cool. Cause it was like, I know. And you don't. No, I had no idea. <laughs> Like it was like we can't use our phones or right, anything. Right. Yeah. So my phone, we could use our phone for weather or calling tournament director or something. But I had, I never had my sound turned off. Mm-hmm. So, like when I would catch one, we got a group message of a bunch of buddies we traveled to fish together and stuff. And but I never had my sound cut off. So I would catch one, and then my phone would go off for about five minutes, just ding, 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 ding. And then late in the day, 
like it quit going off so much and i asked the camera guy i was like hey i was like has it been on live yet and he was like they're talking about it now and next thing you know my phone would like the dings would just get longer well there was them talking like he actually has a chance like yeah. if this happens like the conversation turned into cool he caught one to now whoa like he actually has a chance so yeah i'm glad i couldn't know that was like awesome to come back and oh yeah i see, bet be i bet it was man that's 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 incredible all right so when when you got back and you're and you're in line there for the weigh in, did did you still have no? Did you not know until he dropped his bag? No, I when I got back in, my girlfriend flew up and a buddy of mine that I stayed with was there, and they were just sitting there like just. My buddy was just shaking his head like, "You got to be the luckiest dude I've ever met." Um, and my girlfriend, she was so happy and. Well, she knows you're the luckiest dude she's ever met. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, and um, so he asked. He was like, "Do you know yet?" And I was like, "Know what?" And he was like, "Well, how much?" weight do you have and then i told him i was like my scale say 21 and a half or something and but it's always a half pound oh, yeah. so i probably got 22 and he was like well your score tracker has you at 21 and a quarter he was like so if you have 22 you won by two pounds and it's still at that point i was like no somebody's lying like somebody's saying it's a three pounder when it's a four i mean it had, everybody right. does it right um no and then yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah and then so they came in and you could just see like Joey was I didn't know Joey before then but he was a super nice guy he called him he deserved to win that tournament he the first two days he had the biggest bag to the tournament pretty much and um when he asked what I had and I told him and he was just like congratulations you just won and and still then I was like man my chances of winning I thought were getting better but I still didn't think would actually happen like we still got an hour to wait till we actually weigh in right Mm. Um, so then when he started bringing him out the bag, that's when I was like, man. Hey, you were sitting here on stage just shaking your head. Like, <laughs> he knows. He knows. <laughs> yeah, he pulled that fifth one out, and it just, I just couldn't hold it back any emotion. I, I saw. It was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> My head just dropped, and it felt like I couldn't control. Oh, That's man. a big moment, man. Yeah. Like that's it. a huge moment, man. That's a, Hey, man, I was, I was real happy for you. I, I was real happy it. for you. And everybody here was, too, man. I think uh, – you know, some guys, I think they, they didn't realize it until uh, we talked about it Monday morning. Um, man, I was super happy for you. Well, I appreciate it. We were taking my little girl to church camp. It's, it's all day. You're interrupting church all day. <laughs> we were taking my little girl to church camp. My wife's in there registering her. And uh, I'm sitting there like, you go register. I'm, I'm, I'm watching the way in. And uh, she comes back out. She's like, what's wrong with you? Are you crying? I'm like, no, my eyeballs are sweating. <laughs> no, I'm not crying. Like you said, it was allergies or something. Yeah, it was allergies. Absolutely. It was, it was awesome. I, mean, I know everybody here was pumped up and proud of you. It's it's. Uh, it's been cool just to watch you from that uh, that goofy guy that worked for me in the fishing counter, you know, working your way up and the fishing priorities and elite and, you know, all your BFLs and Toyotas. It's just, man, it's uh, hard work pays off, man. Dude, you had a you had a dream and you, you dug in and went after it. Yeah, it's just awesome, too, like the amount of support you have, like people that you didn't even think cared about fishing. We're sending you screenshots and videos of them sitting there watching it and stuff. And my phone, it went off from people that I know. And just, I mean, that's just absolutely awesome to know you have that many people that actually care about it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's, it's got, you know, like you said, it's like a dream come true, man. It's uh, probably never happen again. Hope it does. Oh, of course it'll happen again, man. That's, you know, so what's next? Next year, I guess. Well, yeah. we no, have, no, you got another tournament coming up. You're right. We have the championship at uh, Mississippi River, uh, and then they so they take the top four that aren't current Bass Pro Tour mm-hmm. anglers, and we get to go fish a stage seven of the Bass Pro Tour, which is kind of like 
so the whole thing got all shaken up a few years ago when you had this new trail come in called major league fishing um well originally that was a catch as many as you can and weigh them and throw them back some guys like it some guys didn't i mean it's it's the same i look at it as it's a different group of fishermen but i mean it's still at that professional level i mean it's it was huge at first and then some guys left and it's still huge i'm not saying that but it's to be able to qualify and just go fish that um is going to be a great experience just knowing you have no pressure it's not a points deal it's just a one-time show up and go enjoy yourself type thing so that's at st Clair in september uh, and then after that it's i guess the year's over with we have a elite 70 here and a bfl um, i was really hoping to make the regional for those bfls on the potomac um, but we had a there was a bfl this last weekend on the james and to make that regional you have to you have to fish all of them because they take the top 45 in points and there's 160 170 guys trying to make it so i had actually thought about and seriously i was going to do this if i was in in the st lawrence tournament if i was in like the 25th through 50th and i made that third day cut i already had my bags packed i was going to come home and fish that bfl take a 50th place finish um, i would have still made the championship the payout's the same from 15th to 60th so i got the same amount of money but i'd have got to be home and fish that bfl to make that regional um, and then after day two, I was in fifth. I was sitting there thinking, like, man, this might not be a good idea. No, yeah. So, <laughs> I think you made the right call. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, I mean, if I was, like, out of reach of making the top ten, I wouldn't have done it. Uh, or, no, I'm sorry. If I was out of reach of making the top ten, then, yeah, I might have came home and done it. But if I had any type of chance to make that top ten, I mean, I wouldn't have considered it or whatever. So It worked out pretty well for you, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I believe so. So how old are you, Cody? 28. 28. That's good, man. I mean, it's uh, – you know, I'm I'm proud of you. Green Top's proud of you. Um, yeah, I think you got you got a lot more to do, man. I hope so. You got to keep going. You never know what tomorrow brings. We ain't gonna quit trying. That's right. Absolutely. <laughs> now you can. Uh, I mean, you know, you got you got this one. You know, taken care of. You got you got you got one. You got one big tournament done. Now you know. Is there anything else you want to do? Uh, what's next? I mean, what, what what's like? Uh, I mean, that's quite an accomplishment. Yeah. Well, but is there something else out there that you know you would like to shoot for above above what you just did? Man, I haven't really had time to think about it. Like it hadn't. I don't think it's quite sank in yet. But initially, like winning one of these is everybody's goal. Like yeah. that. Once you win one of these, it's like I did it. Like it actually happened. It's, sure. it's unreal. Um, now there is further steps than this. I mean, you could win the championship, or you could win Angler of the Year. Um, so I guess once you get they this, got a rookie of the year, yeah, we didn't this just missed didn't out. Oh, you just missed <laughs> yeah, on that. We didn't get that. Damn. Um, so I, I guess now I, the angler of the year thing, man, that's something that one in one of these is hard. But that angler of the year is like you can't have anything go wrong. Like Skeet Reese flew back from his family vacation. Like was he in Italy or something mm-hmm. over yeah. there? He he actually flew back from his family vacation in Italy. Cut it short. To be here for this tournament on the St. Lawrence because I got to start bass fishing so I can take vacations <laughs> no kidding, to Italy. Right? <laughs> yeah, well, well, he's from what California? Yeah, he got a lot yeah. of zeros behind that name too. Though. <laughs> uh, but he actually came back just to contend for the Angler of the Year title. Yeah, like yeah. that doesn't happen. Yeah. My, actually, my roommate won it, uh, Michael. Yeah, Lewis, who yeah, was yeah, yeah. You guys so travel together, right? So for me to win one of these and for him to win Angler of the Year, that was just like it couldn't have gotten any better. For That's awesome, man. Was it a good party? Actually, we didn't really get to because uh, we were going to after he won the right. the angle of the year. We we're going to celebrate a little bit, but then now I was like, I'm in second. 
but I, whatever, I don't have a chance to win, but I still need to stay focused. So we, yeah, didn't, oh, yeah. we, so we didn't get to do that. And then he had to leave there and go to Champlain for a Bass Pro Tour tournament. So he's there now. So we'll get to see each other again next week when we get to Mississippi. Um, but now that was pretty awesome. Like, it's super good for him. He deserves that. He's he's one of the best fishermen I know and even a better dude. Um, and he, he's never won a tournament, but I can tell you, I don't know how many seconds and thirds and fourths he's had. Like, he's a, he's a really good fisherman. It works out then. Yeah. So, hey, qu- question for you, and, and I don't know, maybe you've had time to think about this, and maybe, maybe you haven't. I don't know. You, you come in as a rookie this year. Um, you, is it six tournaments? Mm-hmm. Okay, you got your six tournaments. Um, you, you talk about the no information rule. It's it's a lot of pressure. You know, you're trying to make a name for yourself. You're trying to you're trying to you know stay relevant on the tour, right? After this past weekend, is it like? Is that a breath of fresh air? Is that is that that, that proverbial you know you know monkey off your back? Is, is is there less pressure now, or is there more? I don't know if the pressure changed. I mean, I feel like the whole year, I haven't felt any pressure. I just, I mean, it's I've made it here. Mm-hmm. I'm enjoying every second of it. Um, it's not like I have to say I have to go win this or whatever. I'm just soaking it up and enjoying the moment. So. Um, I, I, it sounds really weird, but I like I didn't have much pressure the whole time. It's That's just awesome. like like there was a, a local tournament here at home. You're just going out there to have fun. That was the same feeling I had for these. Um, I don't quite understand why that was, but I mean, I it worked know. out. Whatever, yeah. man. It worked Maybe out. hey, you were in the zone, man. Yeah, I don't know. It worked <laughs> out. I'm sure there'll be some times where there is pressure. Maybe we might be closer to the lead or something in right. the tournament, and we feel pressure of I can do this, I can do this, and. I'm sure that time there'll be a lot of pressure. Anything else crazy happen over the weekend? Any crazy stories? Not just to you, but anybody else? Oh, I'm sure. I don't know. There's always crazy stuff yeah, that happens, but um, <laughs> it's I probably you know you probably forgot about it because uh, yeah, all the know. excitement. Just that first fish I lost was my craziest story. I think everybody in the country that was watching the weigh-in probably wants to know if you if you bought a ring with that check. No, no, I did, I did not, not yet. She she's a great girl, man. She flew up there. Um, so she had to work Monday, I think. So I called her Saturday, and I told her I made the top ten, and she was super excited for me. Um, then she asked what place I was in. I told her second, and she was like, well, I'm coming up. And I was like, no, don't like, do not do that. I don't stand a chance to win because she had her schedule worked out to where she could have off on Tuesday for her birthday. So if she flew up to me, then she'd have to work nights or work mm. on her birthday or something. So I was like, no, just like enjoy your birthday. I don't want you to come here and watch me finish second, fifth, tenth, or whatever. Like, if I had a chance to win, I would love for you to be there. But afterwards, I was so glad she was there. Oh, yeah, man. Like, it even through, I mean, like, I, we were supposed to leave Sunday night, start driving home, drive part of the way, get a room, so she could be at work Monday night. Um, and then I won. I had to stay a whole extra day. So she, right. then we were scrambling around trying to get her a plane ticket to come back home so she could be at work and not have to call out or stuff like that because she's coming with me to Wisconsin. Um, she's. I'm going to practice for a couple of days, and she's going to fly out for the tournament nice. to be there for that. So, yeah, no, she she supports me a lot, and I I have too many hobbies for a dude, I believe. I mean, I when I do something, I like to go all in on it. I like to fish. I like to hunt. I got a bunch of hunting dogs. I got when it's hunting season, I'm going hunting every day. I feel like so every day I can. 
Um, so when I'm gone fishing, she's there taking care of a bunch of dogs and stuff like you, you that. You hear that? We really do need to start fishing. Uh, I know. He man. goes hunting every day. He feels like <laughs> I'm no, picking I, up every on day. That. I can't. Yeah, he <laughs> correct it. He correct. He saw the looks in her eyes. <laughs> I get to go hunting a couple of days a week. I mean, I, I love it. It's I don't know. That's get to good, go man. Do what you want to do? That's good. That's, that's why you're good at it. So did you ever think Cody Pike, professional fisherman, pro fish, pro bass fisherman? Did you ever think you'd you'd be called that? No way. Like, so I've tried to make it for I don't know since probably since i worked here or whatever mm-hmm, yeah. since i was like yeah. i remember you were talking about it though oh yeah um and you don't have but three tournaments how dare you todd <laughs> know, <my> <laughs> silence your phones people <laughs> this is only busy meeting you're supposed to be at today yeah. um so i tried to make it but in the, in the qualifying process you don't have but three tournaments and you got 200 guys trying to finish in the top three in points so the hardest thing in the world is just making it i mean you can't have any issues go wrong the first year I fished the Bassmaster Opens, I was leading the points going into the last tournament, and something happened, and it was a Lake Champlain. My GPS is just all lost signals. So I had no. Did you call Steve Lane? <laughs> I should have. I should have. So I shout had, out to Steve Lane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So I had no idea where I was going, and I couldn't come back from that. I had like twelve pounds that day, and you can't have a day like that. The yeah. other time I I could have made it. I, here on the James River, I hit a log and ripped my lower unit off and couldn't get back to weigh in. So just stuff like that happens to so many people that deserve to be there. Yeah. Um, but you never know, like the story behind somebody that never got the chance to make it that is a really good angler and and deserves to be there, but they just take tough breaks like that. Yep. So I, I got super lucky last year. I had nothing go wrong. Um, and I was just able to make it. How can people find you? You got social media? You got Facebook, uh, Facebook? Cody Pike Fishing. Cody Pike Fishing. I got an right. Instagram I had since I was in high school or whatever, and I've looked at it probably five years ago, but it needs to get going a little <laughs> you gotta bit. You got to get yeah. that thing yeah. going, man. Say now's the time. I have a bunch of friend requests on it, and I'm like, man, I don't even know how to use this thing. But uh, <laughs> now we need to get the Instagram going. But Facebook, yeah, we got a Facebook page, Cody Pike Fishing. Don't get on Twitter. Yeah, that's yeah, too much. That's, yeah. TikTok, you could do TikTok. Oh yeah, yeah no, you could do TikTok. I'm not a video guy. I'm not. A, I don't have a video face. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good. He's, he's got a face made for radio, folks. Made for podcast. <coughs> well, cool. Hey, Cody, thanks for coming by, man. Again, congratulations. Um, we're proud of you. I know. I mean, all of Virginia's proud of you. Everybody here at Green Top's proud of you. Um, and we're proud to know you. Uh, congratulations, man. I appreciate it. Thank yeah. y'all. Thanks Thank for uh, taking time out of that busy schedule to come in here. Next time, bring the hardware, though. Okay, we want yeah, to see the trophy. Yeah, we need to come back soon with that. Yeah, that'd be good. So, uh, if you if you see Cody, congratulate him. Uh, find him on Facebook, Cody Pike Fishing. Uh, it's P I K E. Correct. Like and uh, and hit him up on Instagram too. Blow him up. <laughs> Fill up his DMs, man. <laughs> yeah. I might not reply because I don't know how to use it. <laughs> hey, again, thanks again. Congratulations, Cody awesome job thank y'all thank y'all for having me all right thanks for listening everybody thanks for listening to the green top outdoors podcast hunting fishing and all things outdoors it's not just a hobby it's a lifestyle like and subscribe to the green top outdoors podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and learn more about green top at greentophuntfish.com